We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text to call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting from the Kia Studios. It's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I would say winning it all brings this sense of relief and sometimes when you get relieved you don't like to go work. Are you still hungry when you ate? These dudes ain't ate. Look, I got guys on my team that have not eaten so they're hungry. So uh, it's not like we're sitting back thinking that we're we, we, we gotta go get better. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Crisco fourth in tonight for John Chuckery. As we recap, Wednesday at SEC Media Days, that, of course, was Georgia head football coach Kirby Smart. He was on the midday show with Andy, Randy, and John Chuckery today. We'll hear more. As a matter of fact, we're going to hear that interview coming up in just a few minutes, and we'll hear more from Kirby Smart to get things cranking today. We do have a, a lot to recap. Uh, we're going to hear from from all three Georgia players that were there today, including, yes, Stetson Bennett. We'll hear from Nolan Smith, Cedric Van Pran. We'll get to all of those guys. A uh, lot of stuff about Georgia today. I don't want to totally ignore Sam Pittman at Arkansas, Billy Napier at Florida, and Mark Stoops at Kentucky, the other guys that were there today. But I think for the most part, for the most part, we're going to concentrate uh, pretty heavily uh, on Georgia and uh, and what all Kirby Smart and his three players had to say today. Glad to be with you tonight. Uh, once again, we move through SEC Media Days. Uh, there is just one day left. That is tomorrow. And then, of course, coming up tomorrow, again, we start your coverage tomorrow morning. Uh, Rob Tribble, Hugh Douglas, they'll be at Atlanta Breakfast Club. Andy Randy, John Chuckery at SEC Media Days on Radio Row. And then Dukes and Bell back at Hudson Grill downtown tomorrow. And I'll be back in again, final night for me in John's place tomorrow night here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Tomorrow you've got uh, Auburn. Brian Harson will be at SEC Media Days. If there is one guy coming into this year that you look at and you go, 
hot seat, it's Brian Harson. I mean, they tried to run his they tried to run him out of uh out of Auburn last year after the season ended. It looked like in February, like maybe they were actually gonna be able to get rid of him. And it didn't work, so we'll see. Again, I think he is the only guy in the conference right now that you look at and you think, yeah, this isn't going to be good for him. So uh, we'll see. That is uh, Brian Harson. He goes tomorrow. Uh, as a matter of fact, he gets things started tomorrow morning. Uh, Tennessee with Josh Heupel. We'll see. I heard uh, Dukes and Bell talk a little bit about it uh, earlier and and mentioning you know Josh Heupel. Look, they've been one of those teams. I've talked about it a lot this week. Who's the third best team in the SEC? Because I think Alabama and Georgia are clearly one and two. So who's number three? A lot of people like Texas A&M. I look at Texas A&M and say, where's your quarterback? You know, Kentucky is in that mix. Mark Stoops was there today. We're going to hear from his quarterback and Will Levis. Got a chance to talk to him today. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on. But a lot of people look at Tennessee, but I agree with what Carl said earlier on Dukes and Bell in that you know, look, Tennessee's going to be able to score. Tennessee will put points up on everybody. Uh, Hendon Hooker's back. 31 touchdowns, three interceptions a year ago, and he's back. They're going to score. The question for Tennessee is, can they get stops defensively on anybody? And how good can that defense be? With Josh Heupel, you know what you're getting with when he comes in as the head coach. He's going to bring that offense. They're going to... They're going to chuck the ball around the yard. They're going to score. Defense was a problem for them a year ago. Can they take that next step? And then, of course, uh, I guess this is how you ensure that everybody stays until the end of SEC media days, and that is to have uh, Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M go last tomorrow. Uh, look, there's first off, he had a uh, one of his players that was supposed to be uh, with him at media days tomorrow, was arrested last night. So, I, look, I would expect that's probably going to be something that he addresses early on, and that will that will be it. Uh, Anaya Smith was the player that was arrested and charged with a with a DWI, and I would expect Jimbo Fisher is going to come out. He'll address it right from the start, and then he will not comment any further uh, after that. But that was a guy that was supposed to be with him uh, tomorrow at SEC Media Days. Was arrested on a DWI and a weapons charge last night. So as if there weren't already a lot of questions that were going to be directed at Jimbo Fisher, now you got a whole bunch more that are going to be directed towards him about something else. So, well, look, I look forward to hearing what he has to say tomorrow. In particular, I want to hear what he has to say about name, image, and likeness. We heard Lane Kiffin talk about it day one. We heard Nick Saban talk about it on day two. And we heard Kirby Smith talk about it on day three. And every one of those guys have said almost the same thing. They've all used slightly different verbiage, but they've all basically said the same thing, and that is NIL has no place 
in recruiting. You're going to hear Kirby Smart talk about it when he uh, coming up earlier or coming up here in just a few minutes when we bring you that interview that he did earlier today with Andy and Randy. We'll get to that. I had the chance uh, earlier today to as well to talk to Gary Stoken, who is the uh, president and CEO of the Chick-fil-A kickoff and the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Of course, he's got two games here. You've got Georgia and Oregon. They announced today that Georgia and Oregon is sold out. And uh, Gary told me today that they are very close to selling out Georgia Tech and Clemson as well. So Georgia, Oregon is on that Saturday night, Labor Day weekend. Georgia Tech, Clemson is actually on Labor Day that night. So it looks like both of those games are going to get sold out. Gary had some interesting things to say about conference expansion, about SEC scheduling, and also about playoff expansion and how all of those impact what they are trying to do here in Atlanta with the kickoff games and also with the bowl game. So it's good stuff from him. We'll bring that to you before the end of the hour. Uh, we're going to get to that interview that uh, Andy and Randy did with Kirby Smart. We'll do that coming up in a few minutes. But I want to start with a couple of things here. You heard Kirby say there uh, when he was on with Andy and Randy earlier, that little clip that we played about staying hungry. That was kind of his theme today, going through SEC media days. He talked about staying hungry after winning that national title. Here he is from earlier. You don't change who you are. You don't change the way you go about things. You know, there's, there's no stone left unturned uh, when you're the leader of the organization. You're trying to always be relevant. You're trying to stay on top of things. You're trying to monitor things. You're looking for a better way to do things. You know, I was very fortunate to work for one of the best in the business at doing it after winning one. And uh, a lot of those same habits we had already created so the question and narrative is, you just won one, you know, how, how things change. Well, we had five straight years of finishing in the top seven. Those were pretty good years. We had to, we had to come back after those good years. We lost good players those years. Um, so I'm looking at it as we're going to continue to do the same things we do, but how do we refine the process? How do we do the process better this time than we did last time? That's what we're trying to do. Let's hear what the process was last year. This is Kirby Smart on the difference between last year's offseason and this offseason. So we spent a lot of time last offseason coming off of the COVID season bonding as a team. We sacrificed a lot of meeting time on football to say, you know what, let's just get in these groups and have these open sessions and, and have these hot mic sessions where you can come in and talk about anything you want to talk about and get to know somebody. and. I don't know. The players really bought into it, and they don't do it unless you do. So we had, uh, I don't know what you would call them, uh, informational packets each week. They, the coaches had to present this material, almost like a curriculum, like you're teaching a class. And I thought that the coach buy-in made the players buy-in. Therefore, there was this really great connection um, that the players enjoyed being around. They embraced that. They thought that was a weapon, like a, like a pass play. Stetson Bennett, Georgia's quarterback, was along with his head coach today. Uh, of course, they went around uh, through uh, Radio Row and SEC Media Days. They were with the Midday Show. Andy Randy joined by John Chuckery. Stetson Bennett was with them today. We're going to hear that interview coming up a little bit later on as well. Kirby Smart talked about Stetson and the difference in his quarterback from last year to this year. The biggest difference is his confidence. You know, I never questioned his confidence, but the confidence in the players around him is much greater than previously so it's hard to measure that 
in terms of numbers or statistics, but I expect him to have a really good year because he's got more players around him that believe in him, and they've seen him do it. Smart was also asked on how he believes Stetson Bennett can improve. Well, he can be a better leader. He can uh, make more plays with his feet. And uh, I think when you put someone in the role as the quarterback and they're the starter, they immediately get some credibility. He probably didn't have that credibility this time last year. He had not been put in that role. He's earned that role. He's earned the right to start. Uh, he's embraced it. He takes that responsibility head on. And he chose to come back, you know, after winning a national championship and said, I want to go do, I want to go do something special. I want to go play football. I want to enjoy the game. I think it's, uh, I think it's just kind of who he is. And the biggest thing he can do for us is make sure that he's throwing more touchdowns than he has interceptions. That's what I tell him all the time. Keep that touchdown interception ratio the right way and make plays. He's got a lot of good players around him. Lad McConkey was one of the more pleasant surprises for Georgia coming in a year ago, a guy that really almost from the first game really kind of made his presence felt in Georgia's offense. I got a chance to watch him play when he was in high school up at North Murray, and he is a just an flat-out fantastic athlete. Here is his head coach now, Kirby Smart, on Lad McConkey. He loves the game. He, like, has this passion for the game, and uh, it's contagious. Uh, he was a kid that, 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 you know, I watched two or three clips of, and then I saw a YouTube video, then I saw him do a combine, and I was like, well, why, does, why are not, not more people recruiting him? Because, what, he's, he may be a little small. I don't know. He's really fast. He timed well. He loves the game. He's tough, great basketball player. Um, so we went and said, let's do the, 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 the immeasurable thing. Let's, let's see if we can offer him a scholarship to get him to come to Georgia. And uh, – he took it, and he practices every day as hard as he possibly can. He loves the game. He loves the University of Georgia, and he's what's right about the sport. Because for him to capitalize on NIL and opportunities, it's, it's not really about that for him. It's about winning games for his, for his brothers and fighting for his teammates. And uh, I, I appreciate the way he plays the game. That was uh, Kirby Smart talking about Lad McConkey. So, uh, look, we're going to play the interview that Kirby Smart did with Andy, Randy, and John Chuckery today. We're going to get to that. Before we do that, though, when we come back, there's been a lot of talk about all the stuff Kirby said, whether it was about this team being hungry. A lot of folks have talked about, you know, what he had to say about name, image, and likeness. We're going to get to all of that. But there was one comment, one thing that Kirby said today that I found really interesting that it just seems to sort of floated by a lot of people. And I think it's an interesting comment. We're going to get to that. We'll do it next, and then we'll also get to uh, the interview that the Midday Show did with Kirby. We'll do that coming up here in just a minute. Crisco fourth in tonight for John Chuckery. Dylan behind the glass as well tonight. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back to more John Chuckery. No, no. No, I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris, go forth in tonight for John Chuckery. Glad to be hanging out with you as we recap day number three of SEC Media Days. We'll get to that interview that the uh, Midday Show did with Kirby Smart earlier. Today was Georgia Day. We're going to talk a a lot about the dogs here over the next couple of hours. Also going to hear from Gary Stoken. I got the chance to chat with Gary today. Uh, we'll do that before the end of the hour. He, of course, is the president and CEO of the uh, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. A comment today, and look, a lot of the things that Kirby said, his comments about Stetson Bennett, uh, his comments about name, image, and likeness have all kind of caught fire, I guess. And a lot of folks have uh, talked about it, retweeted it, all that kind of stuff. This was the comment, though, today from Kirby that I think kind of kind of slid up under the radar a little bit on a lot of folks. And it's concerning, and this is kind of a long cut, so bear with me here for a second. But it's on Matt Luke leaving Georgia. You know, Matt Luke was the, at one time, he was the head coach at Ole Miss there for a little while. That didn't work out. He comes to Georgia, very close friends with Kirby Smart, has a reputation of being a tremendous offensive line coach. And just decided to walk away. Here's Kirby Smart on Matt Luke leaving the Georgia program. Here's what well, I tried to, to convince him to stay. <laughs> you know, uh, there were heartfelt conversations that probably need to stay between Matt and I. But he he loves the game of football. The game of football has blessed he and his family tremendously. He'd be the first to tell you that. Um, he is a family man, and. Um, the sacrifices that coaches make today, and look, I'm not whining and complaining. Don't think that I'm upset. I love my profession. I love what I do, and I do it every day all over again, being a high school coach if I could, because I love the profession. But it's tough on the time demands, and um, you know, he, I think he felt like there's some purity lost in the game because guys were playing not necessarily for the education or for each other, or, or they were playing, you know, for the, the the NIL opportunity or maybe for the NFL. And uh, it's tough sometimes as a coach uh, when you you find that and you're like, well, I'm away from my kids and I don't get an opportunity to be at their baseball games and grow and do the things they need to do. And he was very appreciative of the opportunity, the time spent. His family still lives in Athens. And I actually just had part of my summer vacation spent with his family. So we still have a great relationship. But I respect a person that's willing to make that kind of decision um, when they feel like it's right for their family. That was Kirby Smart talking about Matt Luke uh, stepping away from the uh, from the Georgia program. And look, I, I think what he said there about Matt Luke wanting to step away, that Matt Luke felt like there was maybe some purity lost in the game, that guys were playing not for an education, 
or for the guy next to them, but instead they were playing for name, image, and likeness money. They were playing for NFL money. You're going out as a coach and investing yourself in these kids, we'll call them, young men. You're spending time away from your family to invest and to pour into them, and it sounded like it was kind of like, why am I doing this for, a, for guys who want to, who are only in this for the money? I thought that was one of the more interesting things that Kirby Smart had to say today is about Matt Luke leaving. This is something that, you know, on Saturdays, I've talked about this a handful of times over the course of the summer about how things are changing in college athletics. Recruiting is changing. Name, image, and likeness has made it more transactional. It's now you're just trying to agree on the terms of the contract. You'll hear Kirby talk about that in a minute when he's on with Andy and Randy. Kids are coming in saying, Coach, this school over here said they could do this for me. What can you do for me? What are you going to be able to do for me? That's what it has come down to. And I had said before, for the coaches who are great recruiters, where does this leave them? Because suddenly your ability to recruit doesn't mean a whole lot anymore. And there are guys in the college game that get jobs, keep jobs because they are recruiters, not because they're great position coaches, not because they're great X and O's guy, but because they are great recruiters. What happens to those guys in all of this? And Matt Luke was one of them, you know, decided to step away. Certainly can respect anybody stepping away to devote more time to family. But Kirby's comments there that maybe Matt Luke thought the purity of the college game was lost. Guys playing for name, image, and likeness or the NFL all factored into what his uh, decision was. That was the comment. Again, he had a lot of things that he said today that have caught fire, whether it's through social media or, uh, you know, traditional media outlets, radio, TV, newspaper, everybody picking up on it, certainly social media, a lot of the things that he said. But his comment about Matt Luke today was one thing that I thought just kind of flew under the radar that nobody really gave it too much of a second thought. But that's the first time that we've heard of a coach, an assistant coach, a position coach, stepping away from the game because of the changes that have happened in college sports. Georgia head coach Kirby Smart, he was on earlier today with Andy and Randy on the Midday Show with John Chuckery, and it's time for us to bring you uh, that interview to you now. Here's Coach that was Smart. A, that, was a, that's, that should have been the photo moment right there. That, that's, that's a great Randy and Coach. Oh Huggins yeah, like that? that was honestly. No, that was, I mean that's that's genuine. That's, 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 that's wrong. That genuine. Is genuine. That, I missed that. What did no, y'all say? That, I was I mean, that, Nolan that hug in that moment. That's a very genuine oh, it moment. Back. This is man right here. That's Peach County's finest. I know. This is Bainbridge. Coach, if you were delivering Boat Valley, Coach, he'd give you that hug if you were delivering milk. Okay, so I mean, you don't have to worry about it. Coach, what's going on? I got to spend time with him as a player, together on the same team. Right. Then 
coach as I was at Georgia, and then at the Dolphins, I got to see him run around and boss Nick around all the time. Mm-hmm. He was he was the only guy that would cuss back at Nick all the time. <laughs> hey, 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 he, he was he was there for that stripper episode. He can probably tell you. Why did you about see that. that? See there you go. Channing, first Channing bring it back up. I, we dead it that. All right, oh, we, it was dead it, and we left it alone. Now Kurt, now you got your boy Channing. Got to bring everything up and everything and all that other good stuff, man. But, <laughs> Kirby, how's it been going with you and everything? I know you're doing the rounds, and we're not going to talk about last year. Maybe you mentioned we know that you know you don't believe in all that stuff but the new thing Kirby is the coaching of today's football as far as with the transfer portal and NIL how has that been and how you had to adjust the way you coach with those things well it hadn't changed a lot of what we do philosophically I think the portal has just made it where kids are transient you know I tell kids all the time when I come recruit you they go hey man coach what about a depth chart where am I gonna be on the depth chart when I come in I was like well Put it this way, any back that's in in Oregon, in Michigan, or in Arizona, or in Florida can be at Georgia next year. So you're not competing against the guys on our roster. You're competing against the guys on every roster because they can go anywhere they want to go. So it's like a new season every year, you know, and Nick describes it as free agency without without rules. You know, you can imagine if you're an NFL player and you can go anywhere you wanted to go. Right. It, it makes it uh, hard to monitor and, and fill it out. The NIL part, I like. I like the opportunity for kids to, you know, walk on to make some money and pay for school, a kid to send money home to his dad who's who's struggling with dials. I mean, we've got 95 dudes making money on NIL. Now, that ranges, you know, I mean – Brock Bowers and uh, Nolan Smith and Darnell Washington make a lot more than, you know, a walk-on kid, but they all get opportunities. And I think that's a blessing. That's something good that we had come out of NIL. What I don't like is a kid walking in and saying, hey, man, like, Coach, this is what they can do. What, what, what you going to be able to do on the NIL front? And I want to come to school based on that. That, that. That's not good. I mean, imagine giving you 10K a month when you were in college. <laughs> a freshman you know what i mean yeah. i mean that, that that's that there's nothing it's like giving you success before you've had success right. and I, I think it's backwards you know if we're going to give that kind of money let's give it to the guys that are juniors or rising juniors that are going to be big nfl prospects because they're the ones that deserve it you know the first runners for next year they're the ones that deserve the opportunity not a guy's coming in one thing I'm curious about the transfer portal. Do you almost have to scout kids through the transfer portal? I mean, you've probably recruited some of those kids, yeah. you know, in their initial. But once they get in the portal and they've played somewhere, how do you go about evaluating those guys? Well, do it just like you would high school. You get the tape, you evaluate. And most of the time, you you hear somebody says, "Oh, this kid may go in the portal. That kid may go in the portal." You're looking for needs. I'm not looking for portal. We didn't take one guy out of the portal this year. We wanted several guys out of the portal. We lost, but I don't look at it as we're going to be a university that's based on the portal. We got way too good of players in our state. Right. Way too good of players to be living in the portal. But I want to do research on every player like they do in the draft. So every team meets with a guy at the combine, and then when he goes free agent, they're like, "Okay," they pull out their notes and they go, "What do we think about this guy coming out?" That's us. So now we evaluate every player coming out. When he goes in the portal, what did we think about him? What kind of kid was he? Okay, how does he look on tape? We've got a background on him. We want to find out about him because, hey, Arik Gilbert's a great example. It's a kid we wanted out of high school. He goes to LSU. We knew about him. We had a good relationship with him. We felt we could help him in a lot of ways. He was a good fit. Let's bring him back, you know, and it's worked out. So, you know, you're always trying to get better, and the portal allows you to do that. Georgia head coach Kirby Smart hanging out hanging out with us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. We had Jacob Hester on earlier today, and he said winning brings a new set of problems, or it can. What have you uh, experienced this offseason that you may not have encountered before? Well, first thing is we've been winning, so I want to make clear that, that we, 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 we've had some good seasons. Everybody keeps talking about being at the top and how the wind blows. I was like, buddy, we were favored in every game. So it wasn't like it was like a new thing for us. Um, but – 
I would say winning it all brings this sense of relief. And sometimes when you get relieved, you don't like to go work. Right. Are you still hungry when you ate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, right. These dudes ain't ate. I got guys on my team that have not eaten. So they're hungry. And that's what we're talking about this year. I got a lot of guys that have not had uh, A.D. Mitchell, who's a really good wideout. He ain't really eaten yet. He had one year and made one play. Keely Ringo had one play. He had some bad plays also. He's got to get better so that he can develop for the NFL. He's hungry to go put good quality tape out there so he gets a chance at the NFL. But I got a bunch of defensive players who ain't done anything. So uh, it's not like we're sitting back thinking that we're we, we, we got to go get better. Kirby, is experience the biggest thing Like as far as – the, on the defense, because we know what you lost on defense and everything. Is that the biggest thing? Is this because we've seen those guys who blow out everybody, so you see them on play. the field. They still right. got some playing time, but I'm talking about the experience of playing from the beginning of the game. Is that something that's the most lacking thing on your defense this year? Yeah, that's my biggest concern. If I had to say one thing, is is how does he react in the first quarter when that something happens? He gives up a play or he has a bust and he doesn't react to a motion or shift, and you're like, oh god, you knew how the other kid would react. You don't know. How the, and you can't, you can't like simulate that. They're like, well, go do a walkthrough, go do a scrimmage. Man, it's not the same. It's not the same as going out there doing it live. I always remember my, the first time I had Reuben Foster, who was one of my favorite kids I coached. He went and played against West Virginia. He was the first starter, first drive. He had five busts. And I'm like, what are you doing? And it's like, <laughs> you have to go through a certain number of mistakes to get where you're going to get. I know that those kids on defense are going to have to make some mistakes. But we got to survive those mistakes early, and they'll be good players once they settle down. I, I asked this to Nolan, and I'll ask it right from the horse's mouth. Why have you done such a good job of keeping your defensive players around into their upper-class years? Well, and I don't know that it's just defensive. I would say that several – I mean, James Cook and Samir White yeah. both could have came right. out last year, okay? Uh, and then they would have been good draft picks. They felt they had value in coming back, and they both probably moved up. I think defensively we've been able to do it with Devontae and Jordan. Both those guys said last year, second, third round, they both ended up going in the first. The money you make in that jump is tremendous. Sometimes it's more valuable than getting to the second contract because the jump is so great and the difference right. in commas and money that you make. Um, but I feel like the education process, Jonah Jennings on our staff does a great job educating players on what is the benefit of actually staying. Okay, here's the benefit. Now you got the benefit of staying and you've got NIL on the side that can make that a little easier for your family to, to handle that. How is Stetson Bennett different now than when he was first on campus? Man, he, he 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 was confident when he was a little cocky sucker when he was first on campus. He, he wasn't afraid to, to say what he thought to make a play. I, I still remember the the bowl game where we were playing Oklahoma. He was the Baker Mayfield scout team quarterback, and man, I used to be like, God, this guy's running around making plays everywhere. He was like a little wizard. That's where the mailman was was got his name. Um, but he's a lot more different now. Different now because of his perspective. When you go from University of Georgia to a JUCO in Mississippi to not many people want me coming back out to I'm third string. I'm behind this guy. I've been behind that guy. Now I'm the guy. Now I won a national championship. The ride has what given him value. <laughs> you were said we're talking about this. Yeah, you said match suit. suit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we, we were going to ask if is he going to become an assistant. I mean, he's got the same dress and everything. You got good taste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, we know this about you. You're a tireless recruiter. You, right. I mean, you're tireless and all those different things. And we know it. Rumored to some big time recruits every single year. But when you lose out on them, is it more or less, oh, well, we got to go to the next one? Or is it, did, did you stick there like, damn, 
Yeah, it pisses you off. It <laughs> bothers me, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's the hardest thing in this profession because I don't want it to affect me and how I treat, like, our, our current roster or my family or my wife because it's not like losses. I mean, when you lose a, a good prospect, especially one you're invested in, right. one you've recruited, you've talked to, you're like, man, this puts me in the dumps. But for every time that happens, I think about – Arik Gilbert was one. I mean, we'd been recruiting that kid since his ninth grade year. I lost him. He went down there. Well, he ended up coming right back home. It, it all it all happens for a reason, guys. God has a plan. I, I don't want it to affect me emotionally because then you're not as good a coach. Right. You know, I, I go out to our team and I'm like, man, you know what? We lost that kid, but we got some good players out here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at this roster going, we got some good players. Let's worry about the ones we got, not the ones we don't. And when we focus on the ones we got, we do pretty good. Coach, we appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, you all, man. Yeah, congratulations, Coach. Y'all keep everything. him in line over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Nobody can do that. You know that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know that. He's not that wild man anymore, right? That's right. <laughs> and Coach Kirby Smart, nice enough to spend some time with us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy. We do appreciate it. All right, that was uh, Kirby Smart. You got a chance to hear him uh, with Andy, Randy, and John Chuckery as uh, the three of them got a chance to uh, to mix it up with Georgia's head coach today. You know, we got NFL training camps getting underway. Check out Baldy's Breakdown. It's a special live podcast happening next Tuesday. That's July the 26th. Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason LaConforna, they dissect storylines around the NFL's training camps. Baldy's Breakdown, you can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Gary Stoken, president and CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, he joins us next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris go forth in tonight for John Chuckery. John is a part of the Midday Show with Andy and Randy this week from SEC Media Days. They're set up on Radio Row. So I'm uh, hanging out in John's spot here tonight, hanging out with Dylan. Uh, we're going to play a little uh, – we'll do a little That's Life coming up later on tonight. We'll do a rank em before we finish up. But really spending a lot of time tonight just kind of recapping everything that happened at SEC Media Days today. I got the chance to catch up with the president and CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and the Chick-fil-A kickoff game in Gary Stoken. I thought Gary had some uh, some really good thoughts uh, or some interesting thoughts on conference expansion, playoff expansion, even SEC scheduling. Here's the conversation we had earlier today with Gary Stoken. Gary, it's always uh, it's always good to see you. Georgia Tech, Clemson, uh, you've got Oregon and Georgia, so two games this year. Tell us a little bit of how ticket sales are going so far. Well, we just announced uh, this morning that Georgia Oregon is a sellout, and we hope to announce by the end of the week Georgia Tech Clemson is a sellout. It'll be the first time ever a ACC conference game has been played in our Chick Fil A kickoff game, and uh, no, having three of the four teams all ranked in the top ten according to Phil Steele, and then two weeks ago, as you know, we announced our Chick Fil A Peach Bowl semifinal game sold out. So. Three games all sold out would be uh, a record season for us. How did that ACC game come about between Tech and Clemson? 
Yeah, you know, we worked with the ACC conference and said, hey, you know, you've got the exclusive Monday night TV slot with ESPN, which is a great TV slot at 8 o'clock at night, prime time. And we said, you know, when it makes sense, we'd love to work with you. Georgia Tech, give, give uh, 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 Stansberry all the credit in the world. He said, hey, we'd love to play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium and to do it, you know, with an ACC conference game and the Chick-fil-A kickoff game is a great win for Georgia Tech and our fans. So we were able to put it together, and uh, it's going to work out for ACC, Clemson, and Georgia Tech. Is this the first time you've had Georgia and Georgia Tech in this event at the same time? Yeah, it is. It's interesting, uh, and for different reasons. Georgia Tech wanted to get into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and you know, obviously the payout we're doing, and we're allowing all of their season ticket holders to have their same seats, basically. Uh, there's a lot more suites, so there are people get a chance to, to buy up some suites. And then on the Georgia side, Kirby basically just said, hey, I've seen what the kickoff games mean to a team when I was at Alabama, and I'll play in as many as you'll have us. And so we scheduled him in 16, his first game as a coach, 20 that we lost to COVID, 22 this year, and then 24 we've got him playing against Clemson. Gary Stoken, he's president of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. I always ask you this every year because it seems like you guys come up with something new every year. What is going on around that game? Because I know it's more than just a football game. It's an event. No, that's exactly right. We've added, uh, you know, we were a bowl that was started, an organization started to give back. And so we proudly do that. We've given $60 million dollars since 2002 back to charities and um, so uh, it's important for us we're the most charitable bull organization in the country so we're going to celebrate childhood cancer uh, month in September with the two games we'll do a 50-50 raffle and all the money will go to the uh, children's health care peach bowl legacy fund that we now have seven trials with kids actually in the trials to find a cure to eradicate everything from ALL to neuroblastoma. Uh, so um, that's important to us to celebrate Childhood Cancer Month, and we'll do so in both kickoff games this year. Well, more changes in college football. The landscape is, is, is shifting again. Does that make your job in a game, putting games like this together, does it make it easier, or does it present new challenges? It's, uh, it's a great question, Chris. It's, it's certainly creating new challenges. I think the inventory is shrinking for kickoff games in the future. But also on the other side, you know, with an Oklahoma joining the conference, you know, Georgia plays Oklahoma in Oklahoma in 23. Oklahoma comes back to Georgia in 31. That game might not get played now because they'll be in the same conference. So, you know, we've pitched both Georgia and Oklahoma to say, hey, why not play that game in Atlanta in a one-off? We'll split the tickets down the middle. We'll give you the same amount of tickets, same amount of money. And uh, hopefully that provides an opportunity. As we move towards the idea of super conferences or mega conferences, does that make a game like the Chick-fil-A kickoff more important? Definitely it helps the CFP, as we found out in the past. It becomes a real differentiation point in your season when you can get a big win like an Oregon over a Georgia or a Georgia over Oregon and if both teams have successful seasons. We saw it in 2017 when Alabama beat Florida State, number one against number three. Alabama didn't even win the SEC that year. 
but they got into the CFP because they played Florida State and beat them, and they wound up winning the national championship game. So that's how important these kickoff, Chick-fil-A kickoff games are to the CFP. The Peach Bowl has become one of the, the premier events in, in college football now during bowl season. What's the future of the Peach Bowl? Well, we hope, based on expansion, we're, we're through 2025, we're guaranteed to have another semifinal game in 2025 and then top 10 teams in 2023 and 24. With what was originally recommended by the conference commissioners to have a 12-game uh, playoff, we were going to more than likely going to get quarterfinals and semifinal games. Um, we hope that's the case moving forward. We think we've done a good enough job for the CFP to maintain that. But who knows what the expansion is going to Is it going to be eight teams? Are they going to stay at four? Is it going to move to 12? So we just think with what we've given back to college football that we'll maintain hopefully that New Year's Six status. Gary Stoken, he's president of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and the Chick-fil-A kickoff game set to take place over Labor Day weekend at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So can you shed any light on playoff expansion? Is there anything you know that you can uh, you can let us in on? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm not a part of the process. So I don't know anything other than what you read. Um, I do know that uh, uh, with these new mega conferences, that uh, there is a dichotomy that exists between the SEC perspective that automatic qualifiers should get in because as you widen the number of teams in your conference, you want more at-large opportunities. And so I think that's going to be a real contentious point. The other side is the ACC probably needs a smaller expansion than 12 because they probably need Notre Dame to join their conference if they want to increase the amount of money they can make through their TV deal with ESPN because they have Notre Dame committed uh, in writing that they have to join the ACC if they join a conference. So, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting dialogue over the next year, year and a half, because the commissioners have to come up with a decision as to what they want the, uh, the new CFP to look like. I will tell you, that I doubt that it will be like it has been in the past where it has to be a unanimous vote. I just don't think they'll stick with that. I think they'll say, hey, the majority is going to rule, and that's what we're going to stick with. Now, is there five conferences? Is there four? Um, how many are in each conference? College football's changing daily, so who knows what it's going to look like in 2026. From, the, from your standpoint, as the president of a bowl, how does it work for you when it comes to expanding the playoffs? And obviously, with the Peach Bowl, you guys have had a seat at the table. You want to continue to have that seat at the table. Do you let them do their thing first, and then they come to you? Are you having conversations with, with Bill Hancock or, or the people that, that are on that board making those decisions? How does that work? Yeah, we meet annually in Dallas with uh, Bill and the CFP and, and the uh, commissioners and you know, we have dialogue, open dialogue. Uh, it's their decision as to what they want the future of college football to look like. Again, you control what you control. You just continue to be successful like we've been. And they look at us like, you know, we need to have the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl involved because of Atlanta, because of the sellouts, because of the payouts, because of the stadium. You know, you just try and make yourself as marketable as possible. And we'll just continue to do that because we can control that.
All right, I always ask you this every year, too. Looking ahead, what can you tell us about who's coming to the Chick-fil-A kickoff games in the future? What do you, what do you guys have scheduled? You know, it's interesting. We've got uh, 2023 Georgia Tech Louisville. Louisville's having a top ten recruiting class this year. 2024, we have Georgia versus Clemson, which will be a blockbuster game, two top five teams probably. In 25, we have two games. We have Virginia Tech, South Carolina. And then we'll have Georgia Tech, uh, uh, I'm sorry, we'll have uh, Syracuse against Tennessee. So two games in 25. And in 26, we're kind of waiting to see what expansion looks like, uh, both of the conferences and of the CFP. Um, I will tell you, it's tougher and tougher to put these together because ADs are looking at scheduling more home and homes. And if they play in an expanded process, more conference games that's going to shrink the inventory as well so it's going to be difficult in the future with uh, these type of kickoff games but the good thing is you know dallas doesn't have a game this year charlotte doesn't have a game this year Uh, we're one of the few games that exists in the kickoff game format and we'll do so this year with two games two games in 25 a game in 23 and 24 so the good thing is atlanta will maintain our capital college football by having three games a year. And then when you put together the SEC championship, on top of that, four of the top six conventions on an annual basis in Atlanta are college football games. And we're the fourth largest convention town in the United States. That's how important college football is to Atlanta. When would you feel comfortable that, okay, we need to have a game in place by this time? Yeah, I think once we learn kind of where the CFP is moving to, I think the conference expansion will slow down now, um, but the CFP has to make a decision within the next year. So once they make that decision, then that will, I think, tell us kind of where they're at. If it's 12, I think it could open up some possibilities. If it stays at 4 or 8, it could limit the number of possibilities. That, along with how many conference games are the conferences going to play with their expanded conferences now. Are they going to stay, you know, in the, in the case of having nine or ten, makes it very difficult because if you have a ten-game conference schedule and an AD has to schedule five of those at home, obviously, five of the ten, that only leaves them two games. To make your budget on an annual basis, you have to have seven home games. So that would mean those other two games have to be played at home. So it takes you out of having a game to give to us to schedule a kickoff game. That's what's so nice about and what's worked in the past between the SEC and the ACC. Playing only eight conference games, you have four, four conference games at home, four away. You've scheduled three more at home, three non-conference games. That gives you seven. You've made your budget. You have one game left, and that's the game we can get. So a lot of Rubik's Cube stuff going on for the future of these kickoff games. Gary, always great to visit. I'll see you Labor Day weekend. Thank you. Look forward to hosting you again. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate Gary Stoken, the president of the uh, Chick-fil-A Bowl and the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, giving us a little bit of time today. And you heard Gary talk about just what a slippery slope it is for him right now. And you take a look around college football, a lot of those other kickoff classic-type games that have started the college football season in years past, they aren't happening this year. We'll hear from Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett as we kick off the 8 o'clock hour. Chris, go forth in tonight for John Chuckery Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.